Good morning and welcome. We are so pleased that you could join us today. We've got some really exciting product announcements to share with you. As we all continue to make our way through these difficult times and face the challenges that COVID-19 is causing in our communities around the world, it's so inspiring how people everywhere have adapted, working remotely, learning from home, and gathering virtually to stay close to family and friends. And it's been gratifying to see the important role our products have played in helping people come together, carry on, and move forward. We know that life won't always be like this, and we're all looking forward to better days. Hello and welcome to Connected, episode 312. It's made possible this week by our sponsors, Smile, ExpressVPN, and Riedel. My name is Stephen Hackett, and I'm joined by Mr. Federico Vitici. Hello. Hi. Hey, man. Hi. We're How also joined by Mr. Mike Hurley. Of course you are. Hello. Hi. Well, what does it mean, of course you are? Yeah, what does that mean? I'm always here. Yeah, what's the implication there? He said... And we're joined by Mike Hurley. And I'm like, yeah, I am. Hmm. Hmm. I haven't taken any time off. I don't take time off. How how do you feel on this special day, Mike? I've come to accept my absolute 100% devastation. Uh, I lost the draft with Jason yesterday. And I'm not feeling good about my chances of uh, keeping my... Uh, keeping my title today, uh, but I'm looking forward to absolutely annihilating the annual picks. That's how I feel. So sure, sure, still got that can, in my future. Absolute, <laughs> complete annihilation of the better. annual picks. Yeah, that's where I'm going. It hmm. makes you feel better. And I'm sure that like last time, I'll win the annual picks and then for some reason won't get given any accolade for that because we'll create some kind of trophy afterwards because that's what happened last time. But, you know, we'll see. What is but an keep, accolade? Yeah, what is, that's a big word. It's, you know, I can't English. help you. I can't Dumb help brag. You. It's, <laughs> it's, it sounds like lemonade made out of avocados. Wait, do no, you guys not like, know the word accolades? It I sounds do. like a oh. beverage made with cola. I was going to say, is that not in your AP style guide, Stephen? Wow. Does it mean a prize? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. An award, trophy. Mm-hmm. It's avocado lemonade. <laughs> It's avocado. No. It's fizzy avocado juice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't imagine anything worse. And I like avocados. Mm, refreshing accolade. It's what all the millennials drink. They drink accolade. The the big avocado seed can uh, stop up the top of the can. You got to look out for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you think that you think you run out, but really it's just the big the big pit. Has anybody yeah. ever tried to smash the the big avocado seed? Uh, with a, like a hammer, see what happens? Like what's inside that When thing? you say anybody, do you mean any of the three of us or like anyone in life? Any of the three of us or in the in the Discord? Like has anybody ever tried to break it and see what it looks like what inside? What is in there? I don't know what's in there. Let's Google it. Um, inside. Cross section, cross section of avocado. Well, this is kind of boring. Oh, it just looks like another smaller avocado. <laughs> What's inside of that one? <laughs> An even smaller. It looks like a chestnut or something. What yeah, is it's it? not very fun at all. Is it? I was hoping to, it's like not fun. It's not fun. It's not gross either. No, like it. Like it was oh. like a like twenty five tiny avocados inside. Do you that think you can horrible. eat it if you slice it real thin? No, I bet it's well. I mean, you could try, but I bet it would like break your tooth or something. 
I bet it tastes bad too. I think it's like super tough, you know. Yeah, I bet it tastes real bad. Keeping our usual tradition, it was an Apple event yesterday, and we're talking about what's the inside of an avocado seed. Avocado. Yeah, this is a this is a very busy week, the Apple event, uh, but it's also yeah, a busy week. Uh, two days from now, on Friday, Mike and I will be hosting Podcastathon two, two, a six hour live show on Twitch. So we're on video doing a bunch of wacky stuff to raise money for St. Jude. Uh, as of this recording. Uh, yesterday we crossed two hundred thousand dollars raised this year, which is just fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you haven't donated yet, head on over to stjude.org/relay. Although I will say, like, if you have a donation you want to make, like, maybe keep it for the podcastathon. Now we're so close, you know, and we've got mm-hmm. we've reached such such an incredible milestone. If you're only going to donate once, you donate more than once. You're going to donate once, uh, tune into the podcastathon and, and donate then. Right? That doesn't seem like a terrible thing to say. Just give the money. I mean, as as long as they do it. Yeah, that's what I said. You got to give the money. You that's the it. promise you that do you're it. making. It's to not us. an excuse not to do it. No, you got to do it. But or make two or three donations. But and, yeah. and when you uh, when you donate during the podcastathon, uh, funny things will happen to me and yep. Mike. Yep. Um, Mike, you have blown up about a a billion balloons. Yep. In your office mm-hmm. that are gonna and every time somebody donates, I believe it's gonna be a hundred dollars. One more balloon will be added to the balloon room, and periodically through the podcastathon, I will be inside of the balloon room, and you will be able to see how the balloon room is filling. It is like a very large, very inconvenient, um, like barometer of donations. Shall we call it the balloon or the baroom? Just because it feels very inefficient to call it balloon room. So pick one of the two: baroom or balloon. So balloon or baroom? <laughs> I like balloon, but with all of these things, I'm always like, okay, I need to check that that isn't like some kind of horrifically insensitive word <laughs> in like some language yes. or something, yes. you know? Uh, so yes. if I just balloon. Uh, balloon <laughs> is an independent Japanese record label created in 2011. So that one's not, not too bad. Okay, what kind, of, wait, 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 what kind of music did they produce? Oh, that's a good point. Uh <laughs> Vocaloid music. Oh, okay. Baroom is, uh, I can see, a cocktail bar in France. It's also, according to the dictionary, B-A-R-R-O-O-M, uh-huh. a room where alcoholic drinks are served? Yeah, like a bar room. Like a, oh, a bar room. Yeah, you see? Oh. Bar room. Bar room. Mm. I, think uh, I, like, I think I like Baloom. Balloon is funnier, I think. Because also people could think you're saying balloon, but you're not, and that's funny. And like, is he saying <laughs> balloon right? Is he so. saying balloon? <laughs> is he saying balloon with a name? Is he saying balloon? <laughs> so I think we're gonna go with balloon. <laughs> I too will be having a uh, a way to count our progress. It has been a construction project now for almost a month that y'all will all see on Friday. No spoilers. Yep. It's not balloons, but it is uh, somewhat similar in nature, I think is, is fair to say, right? Like, things go inside of another thing. You've so already it's... said too much. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Federico's going to be there, too. Can we, can we, should we say what we're going to do? Yeah. All right, so you know how we play uh, the Jeremys 
every year. And the Jeremys, in case mm-hmm. you don't remember, everybody should remember our naming scheme for everything. Um, <laughs> sure. <laughs> but for some reason, they don't. What's wrong with you if you don't? Yeah, but the Jeremys is where we uh, we select, well, we, sh- we show Federico all of the new emoji that Apple have designed for iOS. And Federico has to try and guess the names of these emojis, yes. uh, having never seen them before. So Federico uh, hides away from the emoji. Now, mm-hmm. we can't play the Jeremys, but we thought, considering Federico always has to be on that side of the game, why not turn the tables and we'll play the game on Steven for what I think I will judge the Ashies. We are going to show Steven a selection <laughs> of Pokemon for which Steven <laughs> must guess the names. That is what we are going to be doing uh, <laughs> during Federico's segment of the Podcast-a-thon. So make sure you tune in for that for the first ever Ashies. And let me tell you, Stephen, you're in for quite a time because me oh, yes. Federico picked a bunch and there's some that he sent to me that I feel like I have literally never seen. And I don't know how that's possible because I yes. have played every Pokemon game. Okay, so I, Mike, I talked to you about this, but I feel like you didn't talk to Federico about it. So I'm going to go right to the source. Mm-hmm. Can I guess their powers or abilities? And like that be. Uh, there are no powers point? in Pokemon, there are abilities. So, I mean, good luck with that if you want to guess the abilities. Steven suggested this to me, and, and I wondered why he wanted to make it harder for himself. But yeah, if you want to guess their names and, and, and take a stab at what they are capable of, go for it. I feel like the abilities are almost. The names are just words, right? Like most of them are made up, but the abilities no, are like things some, that they could do. There are some phonetic. Um, yeah, know, there are some that like y- you could conceivably guess them. Hmm. Yeah, but you might just have to work out the system. Yeah, like wordplay, yeah. that kind of yeah. stuff. So that's what we're going to be doing. Are there, are there any like easy ones? Like yes. ones I'm guaranteed to get? Yes, there are some Good. easy ones just to yeah. put you in okay. the mood. Yeah, but then it's it's an absolute di- disaster for you. Yeah, it's like <laughs> there's a couple that you'll get, and then about twenty you definitely won't. So, so good luck to you. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we in, want in you one. to try and describe the Pokemon you're looking at, and then try to uh, come up with. Okay. I mean, at least guess a name. Like try and and put yourself in 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 the Pokemon Company's shoes. Mm. If you were in charge of naming this creature, what would you name it? Um, So I guess if you really can't guess, you can at least try that. So make sure you tune in on Friday, September 18th from 2 to 8 p.m. Eastern. That's not going to be the entire length of this game we're playing. Uh, (laughs) There will be lots of different things. Yes, lots uh, of things. Lots and lots of great stuff. And just by the way, uh, from the Discord, they're pointing out that Baloom sounds like Pokemon. It does. It definitely, definitely does. Uh, I also, uh, if you're on the Twitch page for the next couple of days at least, there's a stream uh, for this old Mac, which is this joke that I had in my Mac Pro stream, and then Gray and Mike made me do it, uh, where I took apart Casey Liss's white MacBook on camera and just talked about it and showed people how it came apart, and I put it all back together, and it's uh, it was fun. I think it may be something that I do probably on Twitch. It's not like a full-blown like 512 video with b-roll and fancy cameras and stuff but i think it'd be a fun thing to do sometimes yeah i enjoy it uh so yes so the two urls you need to know stjude.org slash relay and then on friday twitch.tv slash relay fm uh you can follow the relay fm twitter account we'll be posting there on friday reminders and updates kind of what's going on so so yeah it's a big week i'm really excited 
Uh, so today, we're going to talk about this later, but iOS 14, WatchOS 7, tvOS 14 coming out today. Uh, we'll talk about that later in the show. Um, and I guess we'll also get an official update from Federico Vitici, um on, on what's going on with the review. But obviously, everybody is waiting for us to judge the Rickies. Uh, so I guess it is time. Do we want to recap the rules? Uh, just listen to last week's show. <laughs> <laughs> it was mostly rules. <laughs> it was. That was a very long chapter. <laughs> very good rules, by the way. I should, this is the best rules. I, I go back and listen to that segment. Uh, you may think you, you you may think you know the rules, but you don't really know our rules until you listen to the latest version of them. So that it's would like be Apple, really. Yeah. And even though we've just clarified them, they're still open to some level of interpretation. Again, just like Apple. Well, that's your opinion. Round one. <laughs> Normal picks. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will each read out our picks, and I guess okay. we can grade them, because we should all know the truth of each pick. I said Apple unveils a new Apple Watch, and they oh, did. Oh, no, you didn't. Wow. And they did, and it's a Series 6, and I was correct. This is the new Apple Watch Series 6. The perfect combination of powerful features and beautiful design. Series 6 is our most colorful lineup ever. There's a new blue aluminum case, this updated classic gold stainless steel finish, a new gray black stainless steel called graphite, and for the first time, a stunning new Apple Watch product red. Now on the inside, Series 6 is packed with incredible technology, including a new health sensor that enables an amazing new capability. Let's take a look. With Apple Watch Series 6, you can measure your blood oxygen right from your wrist. The new health sensor in Series 6 shines red and infrared light onto your wrist and measures the amount of light reflected back. Advanced algorithms use this data to calculate the color of your blood, which indicates the amount of oxygen present. The new blood oxygen app lets you take a measurement in just 15 seconds. I piggybacked on that and said the Apple Watch Series 6 will use the Series 4 and 5 design. Now you're giving yourself oh, three bells you got for yourself there. I don't know why you got three. I only got one, I, I heard. Why do you get three? Well, we didn't read the rules. If we had read the rules, you would know why the what the different bells signify. Uh, <laughs> so should we stop and talk about this Apple Watch a little bit before we move on to Federico's pick? I find it to be a very interesting year for the Apple Watch. The Series 5 was so good with the uh, always-on display. For a lot of us, that really changed how we feel about the Apple Watch. The Series 6 builds on that. And I think the the headline here is the blood oxygen sensor, which is uh, cool. It lets them do a lot of uh, fitness tracking with VO2 Max and all these other things that we can just pretend we all understand. Is VO2 Max the bigger version of VO2, like the iPhone? Is that how they do yeah. that? Yeah. So they have regular VO2 and then VO2 max mm. if you have big oxygen. And the VO2 mini won't get updated and everyone will be sad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it used to be called VO2 plus. <laughs> <laughs> but they've changed the name since. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, what do you two think of the, uh, the Apple Watch Series 6? I'm going to be honest. I, I kind of don't care about it. Like I, it doesn't. I'm not excited at all, really. Plus, I'm a little bitter because they got rid of ceramic, um, which I really like. But. So help me understand here, Mike. You are now wearing an Apple Watch again. Uh, on and off, yeah. I, 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 on, it's, okay. On it's in my rotation of watches. 
So like okay. I have like a, a, a small selection of watches. The Apple Watch is one of them, and sometimes I want to wear the Apple Watch, but I I make I wear the Apple Watch as a choice for how I'm feeling or if I think it will match what I'm wearing on a day or whatever or my mood. Right, like I, I make the choice to wear the Apple Watch like any other watch. When I do wear the Apple Watch, it is permanently on Do Not Disturb. Got it. Okay. Not, not a very good Apple Watch user, to be honest. Mm. But I do wear this one. I, I do wear it. I, I, you know, maybe once every couple of weeks I'll put it on. But that's kind of what I do. I, I wear each of my watches for like a week at a time or whatever. But you wouldn't say you are enthusiastic about the Apple Watch. No. No, not okay. really. Uh, actually, mm-hmm. not at all. Um, no. <laughs> actually, I kind of hate it. <laughs> actually, <laughs> I'm going to throw this thing straight in the trash. No, I just, I don't, I personally don't feel a great need for the majority of features that most people really enjoy about their Apple Watches. Right? Like, that's kind of just how I feel about the Apple Watch now. Is it safe to assume, then, that we're still going to, all the three of us were gonna get a Series Six. I mean, it doesn't sound like Mike is. <laughs> Did you just hear what I see? Were you listening to what I said? Why do you think it's safe to assume? But I'm I, still, I, I still think you're gonna get one. No, I'm not gonna get one. You sure? No, because they've removed the only case style that I like, which is ceramic. Like I don't like. And you sure you're not? You're and you're not gonna get the blue one or the red one. I like the blue one, but I don't want it. But like, so the only reason I got the Series Five was because they added the always-on display, right? If they had never added the always-on display, I never would have bought it. And the Series Six adds no functionality that I'm interested in. It's like I didn't buy the Series Four either, right? I like the look of the Series Four, but I didn't get it mm. because after I, I bought one for my wife, I wore it for like a day just to try it out, and didn't like that the screen went off. So I was like, I don't want this. I like the Series 5 because I can see the screen all the time. And that was fantastic. But the Series 6 adds no functionality that I personally want. So I'm not going to get one. Yet I still don't believe you. I still think you're going to get one. Steven is going to get one. Uh, Steven for sure. I I think Steven for sure is going to get one. I know I'm getting one. Yeah. Um, But I'm not going to get one. You want to put some money on this? Yeah, we'll we'll see about that. Um, I need to think about it. Okay. You do seem pretty convinced yourself. I am convinced. <laughs> I am. Yeah, but you change your mind often. I so. do change my mind, yeah. So here's a way to look at it. Mike, if, you know, heaven forbid, you, you smashed your Apple Watch yeah. accidentally yeah. Uh, and it was too expensive to fix, would you go? Would you replace it or would you live without it? I'd live without it. What if some, some you know, someday you, you wake up and you, you have that urge mm-hmm. that craving for a blue watch right and it needs to be satisfied right what happens in that in that case i would go to a regular watch website and find mm. a blue watch nah no. that's, that's that's boring uh. that's the, <laughs> any no. particular well, reason at this point let's see in three months all right i really feel months. like it's i mean um i know that the only new sensor is the blood oxygen uh, yeah. monitoring thing mm-hmm. But uh, I just feel like the new colors and the brighter screen, they just feel like really nice updates, even though it's not like a radical design change. No, like, look, I'm not saying that it is a bad update for everyone. It's just the updates they have made are not things that I am particularly that focused on. If I was an everyday Apple Watch wearer, there would be enough in here for me to go ahead and get it. 
But as it stands right now, I can't see any reason why I would want this product. You know, like, even if they had said something, like, this wouldn't be it for me, but, like, if the battery life had gotten a lot better, like, that might be a thing. But it hasn't, which I'm quite surprised about. Um, so, I, you know, I don't see... I, I don't have a, a need for this product. I'm getting one. Right. I'm thinking about the color still. I think I'll just okay. go plain boring. Um, so you haven't ordered it yet, then? No, 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 no. Okay. Um, what do you have now, Federico? I have the Series 5 uh, with the... Um, I think it's called the stainless steel with the gold finish. What do you think about the new gold finish? It's like yellow. It's gone back to yellow gold and stainless steel. I haven't actually looked at the website at all. Right. Uh, so I'm going to do this now. Why? Why yeah, I haven't looked? Yeah. Uh, because busy? I was busy and, and I forgot. Yeah. Why do you say that with that kind of tone? Because I'm, I'm referencing a little joke about the fact that you're obviously very busy right now. Yes, so I am very like busy. A, right. So um, like it's like a wink, wink. Haha, <laughs> Federico's so busy. Uh, so okay, uh, what's different? I guess it's more yellow than before. Yeah, they they actually yeah. refer to it as like yellow gold, right? Because they had it's like a yellower. rosy gold before. And yeah. you see, like the mm. aluminium has retained the rosiness, but the stainless steel gold is more of a yellow gold, which yeah, I, I like personally it. don't like. I don't like it. I don't like I it. Like what's the, the regular gold? steel? Uh, yeah, probably regular steel this time then. My favorite um, thing about the color options is that they have introduced another dark color and given it another new name. So they have a color in stainless steel called graphite. And I don't know why they've done that. Right. Like, why is this just not space gray? And the titanium one is now space black, which used to be the, the dark stainless steel. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't, I don't know why graphite is a thing that exists now. Mm hmm. This is very confusing. Okay, to me. so I see the graphite is the new um, steel color. Steel, yeah. yeah. So it's called graphite, but it's not made of graphite. It's made of steel, and graphite mm -hmm. is the color. Okay, correct. Imagine, yeah. imagine a watch made of graphite, actual graphite. That would be fun. What would, would that be hard? I don't really feel like I know enough <laughs> about graphite. What would that? What, what properties would I get from a graphite watch? I don't know. I don't no? think it can exist. Um, uh, no, I think I'll just go with regular stainless steel. The gold, the new gold finish is too gold. Um, I preferred the uh, rose tint right. from last year, and the aluminum watch. I don't want to get an aluminum watch because it. I don't know. I just gotten used to the steel one. The weight. The aluminum. You got used to the weight. Do you like the weight? Used, I do. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. I really do. I and the other one just feels kind of cheap at this point. Like mm -hmm. um, a few weeks ago, um, I put on Sylvia's watch. She's using the Series 4 aluminum, uh, rose gold, whatever it was called. And does she have the smaller one than you, too? Yeah, she does. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But even then, like the, the material, and the, it just feels kind of cheap compared to the steel one. So I'm sticking with steel, but the gold finish I don't like. No, I don't like the gold. If you guys scroll down, look at the Hermes watch. They introduced this new band, and I think it makes the watch look ridiculous. Like, I want the double tour. No, no, they always have double tour. <laughs> this is, I think, it's attelage is the is the style of band, where the lugs are like in the middle, like they don't go all the way to the edges, and it makes the watch look like the size of a billboard. Okay, it's very do, strange. Where do I find? So this? you go to the go to apple.com slash shop slash buy hat dash watch slash apple dash watch which is that memorable url that everybody watch. knows 
Or if you just click um, the buy page, you go to this buy. page of just an obscene amount of Apple Watches they put on this page. Oh, my. You scroll down Which enough one? and you'll get to the Hermes one. You keep going. It's like the big picture of it they have out on the page. Um, and I think it looks really not nice. I don't like it. It's it's mm-hmm. a very peculiar look. Underscore also Hermes. put a picture in the Discord if you. So which one don't you like? The Atelage Double Tour. Atelage Double Tour. Do you see what I'm saying? So like the lugs, what is this? which like the little like metal parts that attach to the band, they are way more towards the center than the edges of the regular oh bands. My. Yeah. And it looks really weird. That's wow. all I have to say on the matter. Yeah. But it's not nice, right? It it it. It makes the watch look like it's too big or something. It's a very strange mm-hmm. design. But it's I've always found look. the Hermes uh, watch a weird thing anyway. So I would just buy... Honestly, I would just buy this one just to say the word double. If you just bought two Apple Watch bands and sure. connected them together, you could turn I any band into a double tour. Yeah, I can say I have the double band. You could say you have the double tour sport band. <laughs> just get two of them. <laughs> How did the French say sport? Do they just say sport? Uh, don't know, man. Double don't sportif. Know. Is that something they would say? Maybe. Probably. Yeah, let's go with that. Double sportif. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's what you have. That's what you have. It's a one-off Federico. This version. is a serious Apple podcast. Where ah. we just sometimes. All right. So do we have anything more to say on the Apple Watch? Maybe we'll come back to it in a little bit more uh, detail later. But do we want to move on with your first pick, Federica? Wow. You're just going to skip skip over me and what I'm going to do with the Apple Watch? Oh, what are you doing? Harsh. Well, we we just all assumed yeah. you're buying one. Good, jo- good job. Good job. You, you, I mean, you, you picked correctly. Um, it's using the yes, same design. It's a good, good, yep. good job. Yeah. I've, I've got the, uh, the Series 5 in titanium, which I really like. But it was really expensive. Uh, really, what I should do because I generally upgrade every year is I should go to aluminum, and I actually like the lightweightness of it. But I've had two aluminum watches over the years, and I scratched the screens to Kingdom Come. Like mm. they're just that ion glass is not scratch resistant enough for me, which is why I've gone nicer because you get the sapphire. And my titanium watch a year later, I mean, looking at it now. Uh, other than one little nick in the corner, it looks brand new. Like, mm. no scratches, no scuffs. It's really held up well. I really like the titanium. But that's a lot of money for a year-over-year update. So, for now, I'm sitting out. Now, I guarantee that Steven's going to get one. Like, we, you know, we can we can say about me, but, like, you know, I talk about Mr. Flip-Flop over here, right? Mm. You on board with this, Federico? What? Am I Does Steven's going to buy one? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mr. Flip-Flop. I don't even know what we're arguing about these things anymore. Well, I, well like, because I am not going to get one. This whole dance of Willie or Wani, like, it's going to get one. Just give him time. Oh, by the way, uh, I bought an iPad mini today. Oh, yes. Well, I think <laughs> you're going to like it. I think you're going to like it. It's a very nice device. I didn't nice buy device. it for the reasons that you have one, but I did buy one. I... Can I, can I tell people how this happened? Because yeah, you guys give me a lot of trouble for justifying purchases. Uh, but this morning in our group thread, uh, I'm just scrolling up because I want to read exactly what you wrote. Normally we don't do this. Normally this is private, but I want to read what you wrote. Basically like, uh, well, now I can't find There's so many text messages in here. What do you want? You, you should have been come prepared. 
Okay, so here it is. So I want a screen during the podcast to have what's that's always on, showing me yeah. the live stream, blah, yeah. blah, blah. No, no, I can blah, only blah, think... Blah, 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 blah. The reason. You're saying I had no reason. You just blah, blah, blah the reason. But I want it to be small so it doesn't distract me. I can only think of the iPad mini as a good use case, but I don't have one. If I was going to get one, help me for what I could use it for. And then we suggested things like smart home controller and reading and... Uh, we tipped you over the edge. I decided today I needed another screen during the podcast-a-thon. I only have a small space that it can go on on the cart that I have all of the gear on that's being moved from place to place because I also need to be able to make sure I can see what's going on on the live stream because mm-hmm. on the laptop that I'm using, that's where I'm going to be seeing like the video call, right? And I didn't have a computer that would fit in that space because I don't have... Uh, my iPads are too big, plus I need them for the podcast-a-thon itself. And so I, and then I was thinking, well, do I have a phone that I can do this with? It's like, yeah, but none of them can stand up. And I thought about getting a stand for a, for a phone, but I was like, I don't know what I would use that would give me a big enough screen. So Because I, I need to be able to see the screen from far enough away when I'm in... Uh, what would we going with? Balloom? It was Balloom, right? Balloom. When I'm in Balloom, I need to be able to see the screen, so it needs to be big enough, but I don't want it to be so big that it's distracting me, and the iPad mini seemed like the perfect use case for that. Uh, So I wanted to get one for that, but then I was like, well, I don't want to just buy it and use it for this one thing, so help me think of other things that I could use it for. And then Stephen recommended a smart home controller and stuff like that, which would actually be really useful for the studio, so the iPad will live in the studio. Um, and can be used for things to be done here. So, yeah, I, I did need justification uh, and from the both of you, but there was a, a, a genuine reason behind it. And I just thought that I would say, like, this is the uh, this is the Apple product that I bought after the uh, the September event was an iPad Mini. Yeah, where they specifically avoided the uh, fact that the iPad Mini exists. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I bought the gold one. With one of the blue cases, the light blue cases. I think it's going to look really nice. Oh, yeah. That's, that's what I have on mine, the, mm-hmm. blue, the light blue smart cover. I really like it. Mm-hmm. The nice thing about the iPad mini is that you, you end up finding reasons to use it once right. you get one because right. it just, it's just nice to hold and to use. So I think you, you may have a specific purpose for it right now this week, but I think you will end up using it for more things once you realize just how cute and convenient it is. I'm interested to, to, to go on that journey, and I will report back in a future episode about what other things I use it for. Yeah. All right, Federico, what was your round one pick? So I said at least one of the new non-pro iPads will have an iPad Pro-inspired design, and the subclause here was the flat sides are key. Uh, so obviously, yes, thank you. Uh, the base model iPad was also announced with no design change, so it still looks like an old iPad. Mm-hmm. But the new iPad Air has that iPad Pro design with the liquid retina display and the flat edges and support for the Magic Keyboard and Apple Pencil too. So obviously, iPad Pro inspired design. And yeah, that was my, my first pick. Do you want to talk about the iPad now or come back? Let's come back to the iPad, actually, because we've got a lot of yeah. in the next Later. round for the yes. iPad. Yes, This episode of Connected is brought to you by Text Expander from our friends over at Smile. Text Expander removes the repetition out of work, so you can focus on what matters most. Say goodbye to repetitive text entries, spelling, and message errors, and trying to remember the right things to say. 
because when you use Text Expander, you can say the right thing in just a few keystrokes. It's better than copy and paste, it's better than scripts, and it's better than templates. Text Expander snippets allow you to maximize your time by getting rid of the repetitive things you type while still customizing and personalizing your messages. So I've got this thing I have to do every couple of weeks at Relay. I've got I got I pay people, and uh, some people the way that we pay them has a very specific text and like the memo of the payment, and if it's off by a single letter, the payment processor declines it. It's a real pain in the rear. So I have a text expander snippet that is a drop down. So I type my my little keystrokes, and I get right there by where my mouse is a drop down. I can pick who I'm paying and it auto fills the correct text. So I know that it is going to be correct from now on. And uh, I can just move on with my day. Don't have to remember them. I don't have to copy and paste them out of a Google Doc. Text Expander is just there being helpful all the time. And it can be used on any platform, any app, basically anywhere you type. So take your time back and increase your productivity. Connected listeners get 20% off their first year by visiting textexpander.com slash podcast. That's textexpander.com slash podcast for 20% off your first year. Our thanks to Text Expander from Smile for their support of the show and Relay FM. So my second pick was that Apple unveils a new iPad, not Pro. Uh, and we got, I mean, kind of like one and a half, right? So we got the new iPad Air and also the quite boring iPad 8th generation. But cool that it still exists. It's a good price. Users love our iPad 7th generation because it delivers a beautiful 10.2-inch Retina display with support for Apple Pencil and the full-size smart keyboard, all in a thin, light, and affordable design. And our customers love all the things they can do with it, from taking notes as they learn something new to playing their favorite game. So this year, we're taking its beloved design and cranking up the performance with this the new iPad 8th generation. It's more capable than ever, and it starts with the A12 Bionic. I, look, I'm, I'm not begrudging its existence. I think it is a great product to exist at the price that it's at. I think it's great. But it's not an exciting product, right? Like, it doesn't... Whose, whose fire is it lighting on this show? Okay, that's what I wanted to get to, because it is an important product, and uh, I think that it's... Uh, I think you were probably right that it got a lot more time than it deserved. It, it is weird that they updated this now. Like this is an education purchase. I mean, they kind of aim it towards education. It's two ninety nine for schools, which is still a lot of money, but like why are you updating it in September when they're not going to buy anything for schools until April or May? Like it's just, I feel like this product, like Apple needs to decide if it's for the public or, or if it's for education and trying to do both on a fall release schedule just doesn't work for anybody. All right, uh, up next, I said that at least one new non-pro iPad would switch to USB-C. Yeah, I had a lot of I, I had a lot of doubt in that. We said this was kind of risky, even for a regular pick. So good job in believing your assumptions. I think Steven. that this this pick is a you know like how we're saying we, me and Federico thought it was risky because it seemed like too much too soon this iPad Air feels the whole product I could describe as it feels too much too soon to me mm-hmm. like it, it it has taken such a leap towards the iPad Pro and passed it in some areas I'm very surprised uh, about this product it it is it feels almost too good in the lineup the new iPad Air starts with a gorgeous design 
The all-new Thin and Light enclosure and narrow border design features a beautiful all-screen display. Each element of iPad Air is meticulously crafted, from the precisely machined top button to the sculpted detail around the camera. And the new iPad Air design comes in five gorgeous colors, including a new rose gold, green, and sky blue finish. Our customers are going to love these colors. And this new design features a stunning liquid retina display. In the same footprint as the previous Air, the new iPad Air features a larger 10.9-inch liquid retina display with a resolution of 2360 by 1640. To give our customers this beautiful all-screen design meant finding a new home for one of the most popular features, Touch ID. So we designed a next-generation Touch ID and integrated it right into the top button. I am very excited about, this, uh, about the iPad Air. Um, I think it, it's... It's a very compelling product. We actually we have an entire episode of Adapt, uh, Ryan and I, coming out tomorrow. Nice, nice. Um, where we discuss about the iPad Air in the context of, you know, we, we both use the iPad Pro. But I think it's very exciting, uh, and it's a very compelling product in 2020 um, to be able to have, considering, you know, something that Apple also said at the beginning of the event, all these people now, unfortunately, working from home and having to communicate from home, to create from home, to have all of those key iPad Pro features, uh, like the second generation pen pencil, like the new liquid retina display, like the Magic Keyboard, all those things coming to an iPad that is much cheaper than an iPad Pro, uh, that removes some of the features, for, you know, doesn't have a lot of all the same features of the iPad Pro, but arguably features that maybe for a lot of people are non-essential. So to have a cheaper iPad that is arguably as powerful as an iPad Pro without some of the niceties of an iPad Pro and much more powerful than a base model iPad. I think it's a very in interesting and fascinating pro product to release in 2020, considering all the things going on. So I'm very excited to try this out. I think like if you wonder why people love the iPad Pro so much or if you think, oh man, I would love to, to, to work like that, but the iPad Pro is maybe a little bit outside of my reach. Mm -hmm. this, this is a product that can give you basically all of the benefits of the iPad Pro. Really, honestly... Uh, this is the iPad to buy right now. Like I think so. I have always said that the 11-inch iPad Pro is the best iPad Pro for most people, right? Like th that the 12.9-inch iPad Pro is a device that you should only buy if you know you need it beforehand because it comes with some trade-offs due to its size and yeah. like the weight and stuff like that. And and that the 11-inch iPad Pro is the superior for most people in most cases. And and I really think that yeah. the larger iPad Pro is like a much smaller use case. But the the current generation iPad Air is as good in many areas, better in some others, and depending on where you're coming from, could have like if you don't like Face ID, right? You've got Touch ID built into the uh, power mm -hmm. button, which is great. Now, I would say after having used Face ID on an iPad, I wouldn't want to go back to Touch ID uh, because I I actually prefer Face ID at the moment on my iPad to my iPhone because I'm only using my iPad when mm -hmm. I don't have a mask on because I'm indoors, right? Um, and but if you've not had Face ID on an iPad before, then you have no like you don't really have something to compare it to. So you could just keep using Touch ID and you still get all the benefit of the the bigger display with the thin bezels. 
Um, yeah, I think this is a very cool product, and I am. I think the thing that is the most surprising is the fact that they put the put the brand new chip in this before yep. anything else, right? And I know that this is just a uh, a set of circumstances that led to this occurring. Like this obviously was not the plan, but it's still kind of cool that it's happened anyway. Something I said on Adapt, which I also want to repeat here, is that I feel like up to this day. Whenever we said, you know, the 11-inch iPad Pro is the best iPad to buy. And I think a lot of people were buying an iPad Pro, even if they were non-pros, because it was the best model, because it was right. the best option. Mm -hmm. Now mm -hmm. they don't have to anymore, no. because the iPad Air is the best option for those people. And now, if you're a pro and you actually need an iPad Pro because of the, you know, more memory, more storage, all those other promotion, all those other features, then fine. But you're so it's like you're not forced to buy an iPad Pro anymore, yep. and I think that's great news for a lot of people, especially you know if you don't want to spend uh, X hundred dollars more on on the Pro. The only thing that, that the only downside for me is that it starts at sixty four gigabytes. Yeah, I know. I think that that's, that's unfortunate. That's that's not good. Like, I'm like, what does the iPhone eleven start at size wise now? Yeah, it also starts at 64. But I just think an iPad at 64 gigabytes, you're going to, for, for a lot of the uses that people have for iPads, you're going to bump into that quite fast. I, I would have liked mm -hmm. to have seen them start that at 128. Like, I, I think it's time to, like, it's time to move on from uh, hard disks in Macs. It's time to move away from 64 gigabyte in uh, iOS devices. Like, it, it just is. Like, there are games on Apple Arcade that are like 1.5 to 2 gigabytes. Yeah. Like, you know, right? I actually, uh, I think we, I think we spoke about this, right? Where did we speak about on this show? Where, I, where I basically said that I'd run out of space on my iPhone. Mm -mm. Was that a conversation that we had? Um, but yeah, I've run out of space on my iPhone. Um, and wait, I had hang to, on, you you talk to other people? Uh, sometimes it's oh, all no. private conversations. But I actually had to d to delete some stuff on off my phone recently to well, like yesterday to download iOS fourteen. I'm out of space on my iPhone, boys. It's, it's bad news. It's because I keep all my photos on there. But there you go. All right. Yeah, time for my second regular pick. I said Apple introduces a new lower-end Apple Watch model in addition to the higher-end Series 6. And sure enough, there's the new Apple Watch. Yes. There's, thank you. There's the new Apple Watch SE. The second thing we're doing to make Apple Watch available to even more people is to create a new model that combines elements of Series 6 design with the most essential features of Apple Watch, all at a more affordable price. We call it Apple Watch SE. Apple Watch SE has the features customers love. It has everything you need to stay connected, be more active, and keep an eye on your health. And like Series 6, Apple Watch SE uses our largest and most advanced watch display allowing you to see so much more at a glance. More information and apps on your watch face, more in messages, calendar, and maps, and larger and easier to read metrics while you're working out. And for fast access to information and apps, Apple Watch SE uses the S5 chip for up to two times faster performance than Series 3. And staying connected is even easier with the cellular models, which allow you to make phone calls and messages and more even without your phone. And with family setup, cellular models of Apple Watch SE will also be great for kids. Customers love using Apple Watch for fitness and working out, 
and Apple Watch SE has the same accelerometer, gyroscope, compass, and altimeter as Series 6. And because it has the latest motion sensors, Apple Watch SE also supports fall detection, a feature that's made a life-saving difference for many Apple Watch wearers. With all of these features and more, including the new capabilities in watchOS 7, we think Apple Watch SE will be the perfect watch for many new customers. Apple Watch SE starts at just $279. Does it have this the same chip as the Series 5? But it doesn't have things yes. like the always-on display and the ECG. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't have a bunch of features, but it's cheaper and it's a uh, it's a more affordable way to get into the Apple Watch ecosystem. So um, I really like this addition, especially in the context of uh, somebody who maybe wants to to give an Apple Watch to 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 a parent, for example, to an older relative or to a child. This is a much better way. Well, maybe not to a child because the new family stuff doesn't work on the. Does the new family stuff work on the Apple Watch SE? It works on the SE, not the Series Three. That might be the the story that you're confusing. Right. Mm. So it works on the SE. Okay. So yeah, I think it's a great way that you can now buy a more affordable Apple Watch. Doesn't have all the fancy features, but if you wanna, especially as a gift, I think it's a it's a it's a very nice gift. I mean, you can get it two seventy nine for mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. GPS. I mean, it's three twenty nine for GPS and cellular. So that's a very good deal. And if uh, you want the family one, you have to get the cellular. Phone. Yes, yes. I um, think that uh I think that price is too much. You think so? Yeah. I think three twenty nine is too much. Well no, I'm talking about I, I'm talking about it in the vein of the family thing, right? So like mm. if the family thing with which they were positioning. I think three hundred and twenty nine dollars is too much. I mean it's still a cellular watch though. I know. But I think it's too much. I think it's too expensive. I mean, mm. look, the Apple have the, the ability to create any product that they want, right? And this is the product that they decided to make. Uh, you could have kept the LTE Series 3 around or brought that back and sold that for 250 and included that in the family plan, but they decided not to do that. I think that for what people were expecting, right? Like when, you, when we heard the rumor of there's going to be two watches... Uh, I think our expectation was that, well, one, I don't think anybody thought the Series 3 would stick around after we heard that rumor, and that the watch that replaced, quote-unquote, replaced the Series 3 in our minds would have been towards that price. And and I think that starting at the best part of $100 more, uh, it doesn't feel like a cheaper watch. It just feels like a watch that's in the middle still. Like I don't, I don't, I, I'm just going to say, I don't think that this is priced... Uh, very well for most people, especially in the idea of of this is the watch that you buy for your twelve year old child. I don't I just, know. I feel I like if I had a if I had a twelve year old and you know and and they were you know constantly going like to school or to soccer practice or whatever, like I, it's probably an investment I would make just to feel safer myself. I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. that's just me. Just uh, I'm not feel- saying. Okay, so like in those exact set of circumstances, I would consider that. But I still think that mu- that price is too high. Yeah, it's not cheap, but can you? I don't know. Um, I tend to prefer like spending money on things that make you feel safer. I think it's always a good investment. So maybe I'm, you know, I'm biased here because I, like sure. have the peace of mind and knowing that my kid is safe and I can monitor, you know, and have all these other features. I get it. It's not cheap. However, it's also a good investment, you know, for your safety and for your family's safety and your peace of mind. So I don't know. 
I'm just saying that it doesn't feel like an absurd purchase if you're that type of parent, maybe. I know I would be. Yeah. I, I, okay. I, I understand what you're saying. I just think it's... I just. I, I, yeah. I think that no, the no. pricing is very strange. I, I, it's not strange what they're offering, but I think this lineup does not match what I thought the lineup was going to look like, um, the way that it seemed logical to me anyway. Uh, I, I also think that, like... The 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 the, tr- the 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 feature differences from the SC to the Series Six are also maybe a little uh, wider than I expected for the mo- difference in money. Like it, the, the SC is actually way closer to the Series Three in a lot of areas, um, at, but the the it's actually further away from that in price, and it's it's closer to this it's closer to the Series Six in price. But you, for example, don't even get the always on display, which I, I think is a that's a, quite a downside. Let's take a let's take a a moment and talk about the score. So right now, so round one we all got correct. Round two we all got correct. So we are all tied at two points. So now moving into the risky picks. Mike, <laughs> you're up first. A non-pro iPad gets a lidar sensor. Mm-mm. This didn't feel as risky to me. <laughs> uh, I thought I had this one locked. Uh, but I did not. I can't believe all the things that iPad Air got, and it didn't get this. Something's got to give, right? I mean, they were bringing all these features to the air, and obviously they needed to cut something. And what got cut was Face ID, ProMotion, and LiDAR. So, um, I, But that's what made the pick risky, right? We knew that it wasn't going to be an exact replica of an iPad Pro. Some features were getting cut in the transition, you know, in the yep. trickling down from the Pro to the Air. Yep. Uh, obviously, it's not like they were going to make another iPad Pro. And that's what made the pick risky. And uh, yeah, unfortunately, LiDAR is not part of the feature set. Nope. Steven, what did you pick? Oh, boy. All right. <laughs> we told you. Like, we, we warned you. We told you that the rumors were saying 2021, and yet you didn't listen. The iPad Mini will be updated with a new design inspired by the iPad Pro's design. Uh, Didn't get it. Right off the bat, right off the bat, Tim Cook was like, Today, we're updating the rest of our full-size iPad lineup. And I knew then that I had lost this one. Mm -hmm. Uh, And my risky pick is what eventually, I guess, decided... uh, this show, uh, I said a new Apple Watch has at least one new built-in app because of an exclusive feature not found on existing watches. And so my reasoning for this was if they're adding a new sensor yeah. uh, for blood oxygen monitoring, there must be a way to actually see this data. And I thought when they did this before for ECG, they didn't just add more features to the heart rate application, they actually made it a separate app. And so I thought if they're going to add blood oxygen monitoring, they're also going to make an app for that. And sure enough, WatchOS 7 on that Apple Watch model as the new, what's it called? Just blood app? Um, mm-hmm. That lets you, very nice looking, by the way. Wait, and is it lets the app you, called Blood? I think so. I think it's called Blood. Um, That's not sure a nice name. <laughs> which... We should double check, but um, I think it's... I mean, like, the other one's called ECG. I don't think it's called Blood Oxygen. 
Yeah, I think um, it's blood oxygen. Okay. It's got blood oxygen. Okay. That's a bit better than just the it's blood. It's a bit app. better, but still the word blood is, is in there. Uh, yeah. Wait, is it called blood oxygen? Are you positive? I tried to find this earlier and, and was struggling a little bit. So blood O2, let's see. Um, is there any way to, to... The chat room says blood oxygen is the name. Yeah, blood oxygen. Okay, yeah, so the blood new oxygen. blood oxygen app is... Uh, yeah, measuring your blood oxygen levels particle. with the blood oxygen app on Apple Watch Series 6. I found that too. Perfect. So there's a new app and... Uh, um, yeah, that was my pick. Uh, just because I thought if they're going to do this, it's not going to be part of... It's not going to be a feature of something else. It's going to be its own thing. Uh, and and that got me the point. I have just sent you uh, an iMessage with mm-hmm. a 1Password link. Thank you very much. For the Keynote Chairman account, which you so now, now are in control both. of both Twitter accounts, oh, of which I'm maybe have- you'll still continue to do nothing with. No, I do. Uh, I, now that I have full control over, the, over this <laughs> media empire, I'm just going <laughs> to have conversations with myself. Were you just waiting accounts. to consolidate power? <laughs> now you've got it all. Learned from Berlusconi here. Just, mm-hmm. It's all about whoa, control. Whoa. No, <laughs> that's a joke. But it's please, all, No, it's, no, no. Please continue, Federico. I'd like to hear it's some obviously, more. It's obviously, it's obviously a sad joke about the fact that Italian politics were controlled by a media mogul for many years um now you nice. you control all of this but it's now fine i am in control of two twitter accounts because i am, i don't have long it's not long now until i seize control uh of the annual uh, account from you it's not long now well congratulations federico yeah congratulations federico clean sweep Thank that's you. that's the, the rare ricky qu- clean sweep bravo you do, you got all of it no yeah. coin flips nothing uh, yeah, I got all of them, and actually, like, them. We're, we're gonna talk. Uh, we're gonna look at the flexes too. Uh, that also surprising you results up, my there. Friend. I'm gonna say for someone who has had historically quite bad luck over the last look. year when it comes to rickies, uh, you did a very good job here. Very good. It's job. because this time I decided to care. I'll c- like, don't do that. In the, in the don't past, I always thought, you know, oh, I'm just geez. I'm gonna do this for fun. But then I you started. You, we were gonna you get both, through this. You but both no. started doubting me okay. and making fun of me, right. and so okay. that's when I decided to play hard. Yeah. And these are the results. Yeah. All right yeah. then. Well, you know, I I did have a thought to myself today. Mm-hmm. You could lose this in like sure. four weeks. Want to see how it goes? I was thinking about that. Like this could be a very quick turnaround, couldn't it? Uh, oh, we need to coin flip for second. Yes, we do. I was getting ready to say there is a coin flip we need to do. So, Federico, you need to do the coin flip. So, let's just make sure that Siri always talks. Um, Stephen, I'm going to let you choose because I feel like I've always been the one who's chosen. Okay, so while Federico is setting up Siri, listeners should know the last two Rickies, the 2019 annual predictions and WBC 2020, I was in a coin toss with Mike in both of them and I lost both of those coin tosses. Which is why I'm letting you pick. All right. All right. Ready, Federico? Request the coin flip. No, Stephen has to say first, doesn't he? Yep. Uh, I call heads. Okay. Flip a coin. Tails. Yes! Oh. <laughs> Come on! Is he best of three or best of one? <laughs> no, it's that's one one and done. 
<laughs> well, uh, he doesn't deserve this, but Steven, you lost. What do you mean? Oh, Steven doesn't deserve it. I thought you meant I didn't deserve no, it. No, no, you don't deserve it. Why? Mike. Why? Well, just because, uh, as we talked, as we mentioned before, Steven had more passion in his picks. Oh, um, he got a very risky second point for regular pick. Mm. So Steven deserves our respect and admiration for this mm-hmm. loss. He does. Which, yeah. Uh, Steven deserves all of our respect and admiration. But there is, isn't such to say that I don't deserve winning. That's not fair, I feel. But you know. Well, it's not winning as much not losing, which is different. Same, same, same. same no, thing. no, same no. Thing. Same thing in this case. <laughs> I, won a, I won a secondary victory, which is the... Secondary victory? Yeah. Secondhand victory. Secondary victory <laughs> given to me by the current victor. So you gave me a victory. So thank you for that. Okay, sure. Look, you know what? I, I do respect your way of sneaking out of this. So, <laughs> it does feel like something respect. you would respect, yes. It's something I would do, it's something I would respect. So, yes. yes. That's good. You now deserve your secondary victory. <laughs> there we I go. I changed my mind. It's one of my many qualities, changing my mind. Wow. Now, are you so, ready to raise the stakes? Oh, I am. This episode of Connected is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Everyone out there has probably watched The Office. It's extremely popular. I host a podcast where I'm rewatching The Office. It's going to take 10 years. Uh, if you've seen it, you probably know that it's based on a UK series, also named The Office, also a very good show. Uh, but there are actually nine other countries with their own versions of the show that I've never seen, you've probably never seen, uh, because they're not available in our countries. But you can access content around the world with no gear restrictions when you use ExpressVPN. So you can get your uh, your Dwight and Jim wherever you are. ExpressVPN lets you control where you want sites to think you're located. And you can choose from nearly 100 different countries, giving you access to content that may not be available in your region. So if you like watching shows or movies, ExpressVPN is a must-have. Sometimes I set mine uh, to Italy and I was like, I'm browsing with Federico, you know? Uh, it brings us closer. For less than $7 a month, ExpressVPN lets you access thousands of new shows and movies on Netflix, Amazon Prime, Disney+, and tons of other streaming services. And it couldn't be easier to use. You just fire up the ExpressVPN app on your computer or TV or iOS device, select your location, and hit connect. What's cool about ExpressVPN is how fast it is. A lot of VPN services I've tried, streaming high-quality video over them was just a a joke. It wasn't going to happen. But ExpressVPN is incredibly fast, so you can stream that HD content really easily. So get the most out of your streaming services today at expressvpn.com connected. If you go to that URL, you'll get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Again, that's expressvpn.com connected. Go there now, expressvpn.com connected to learn more. Our thanks to ExpressVPN for their support of the show and Relay FM. I think it's important um, for the Flexies that we should actually restate the um, the rules okay. of the Flexies. Okay. Let, me, uh, okay. let me read those for you. I just think it's important for this section specifically to just give a very quick restating of what the Flexies okay. are about. Okay. Loser of the non-graded Flexies must compensate the winner of the Flexies by donating to their charity of the winner's choice. The amount of the nation is $25 per wrong Flexi made by the loser. 
In case of a tie, the ratio of correct to incorrect flexies will be taken into account, and each host must make a minimum of five flexi picks. And this year, I did five. No, I did six, and the two of y'all did five. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I say we go th- we, we go through all the mics, and then all of mine, then all of Federico's, and then we kind of regroup at the end. How does that sound? Yeah, that works. Okay. Um, I'd forgotten about the ratio rule. Interesting. Um, yeah, we haven't so, ever had to enact that, so no. uh, it might not work. We'll just find out in the future. Probably won't. Wait, can you repeat that, actually? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here we go. Here in we the go. case of a tie, the ratio of correct to incorrect flexes will be taken into account. Wait, if right, it's a tie, yeah. that'd be the same number. <laughs> yeah, but there's no... Wait... No, because uh, in this case, for example, you have six flexes and Mike has five. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So there is the possibility that we can't tie break, but that's a constitutional error that we'll just maybe come across at some point in the future, <laughs> but not today. <laughs> maybe not today. We'll find out. So these are my flexes. Uh, do, do I want to grade them as I sp- read them through? Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll give you a quick yes or no. All right. Details of a new iPad mini. We're updating the rest of our full-size iPad lineup. Full-size iPad lineup. Full-size iPad. Full-size. Nope. Someone washes their hands during the presentation. Sadly, no. Mm. Can't believe I didn't get that one. That one felt... No hand washing. I was hoping for it. Felt like a lock to me. Uh, New non-pro iPad gets second-generation Apple Pencil. Watch OS 7 gets a software feature we haven't seen yet. Yep. There's actually lots of those, right? Like, there were lots of little things. Um, yeah, a bunch yeah. of watch faces we hadn't seen. Yeah. Lots of stuff. And we get no specific date for iOS 14 launching during uh-huh. the presentation. <laughs> we got that. We marked that as red. We got that. We got no specific date for... Yes, no, we did. They said it was. it's, we, a, it's launching tomorrow. Tim Cook said it said during it the presentation. launching tomorrow. <laughs> Someone tried to mark me as wrong there. Ridiculous. No. You are wrong. Oh, sorry. I'm reading it incorrectly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you are wrong. <laughs> mind of mine. Sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> I just caused PTSD for a bunch of developers. I apologize. I'm really, really very sorry about that. I got that wrong. So uh, two correct flexes, three wrong ones. Yeah. What's the ratio? <laughs> three, Wait, what three is to that? Two. I got What's, what? I, uh, 40%? I think it's right to wrong. So it's, it's 40%, two to three. right? I was 40% it's, correct. Sure. 40. 40% correct. Yeah. Cool. Steven? Jaws wears a non-solid color shirt. Where was Jaws, Steven? There was no Jaws, man. We don't know what he was wearing. This could have been right. Yeah, the problem is we've seen more of Craig in those one-second shots than of Jaws in those zero-second shots. Yeah, Craig looked really stressed out, almost as if someone told him they were launching iOS 14 the next day with no warning. Oh, my God, I hadn't thought of that. That's hilarious. You know, that somebody is him, so he makes the call. Mm. So it's kind of his fault. All right. You know. My second flexi, event looks mostly like WWDC, not all on stage in a theater, but using different parts of the campus or outside world. That. Enjoy that bell. Apple somehow sets expectations for when the iPhone will be announced. Mm-hmm. Nope. Can't believe they didn't do this. All they did was, today we're talking about the watch and the iPad, and just didn't talk about the phone at all. <laughs> Here at Apple, we feel a deep responsibility to keep innovating, to continue making products that enrich people's lives in meaningful ways. 
Today, we're focusing on two products that have played integral roles in people's everyday lives, Apple Watch and iPad. They at least did that, right? <laughs> like, they set it out straight away up front. But yeah, I was super, super surprised about that. Yeah. As an act of courtesy up front. But yeah, they just as if it... As if it's totally normal. It's, why would you expect an iPhone in September? Yeah, what's wrong with you? It's not delayed. <laughs> That's so, so silly. <laughs> it's not delayed. It can't be delayed. We never, we never said it. Well, they actually did you? say. <laughs> what on earth would? Yeah, actually, they did say it was delayed. <laughs> they actually they? did. Yeah, say this it. was the one time. The one time when act, they did say it. It actually is delayed. Yeah, so. <laughs> Luca <laughs> said it. He actually said it. Those are the words. Have you all gotten text messages from people in your life wondering what, why there's not a new iPhone this year? None Surprisingly, no. Oh, no. I've gotten one. Okay. But I do have a friend coming over for dinner and she's probably like, I'm 95% positive she's going to ask. Yeah, if I had any conversation with someone, uh, they would mention it, right? Like if I was like in some kind of conversation, no one's coming out with the blue and saying to me, where's the iPhone? But if I was having a phone conversation or I was having dinner with someone, they would like any person in my life, they would 100% say, where's the new iPhone? Like I would know, you know? Mm-hmm. All right, up next for me. The removal of Force Touch in watchOS is framed as the inclusion of haptic touch. This was a wild one. This, I still, like, I still don't fully understand. I think, <laughs> uh, and I said this last week, and I'm going to say it again. So, with this <laughs> sentence, what you were trying to say is that Apple was going to um, s- uh, s- talk about um, removing Force Touch as actually introducing haptic touch. Mm-hmm. Okay. But the they they actually said nothing about either of these. Any things. of that, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Just, uh, yeah, uh, so we don't actually we don't actually know because there's no. I was gonna say you probably can know from the hands-on area. There's no hands-on area, um, so we don't know how the the thing actually de- if it deals any differently with long press gestures on screen, uh, given the force touch is gone. Mm-hmm. I assume there's gonna be no difference from the series five. Mm-hmm. It just if you install WatchOS 7 on a Series 5, that's what it's going to look like. Yeah, because uh, it's gone, like. right? Anyway. It's so. gone. Well, the, 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 the hardware is in there. It's just disabled now. Yeah. So as if it doesn't exist. So I assume it's just nothing is going to change. And because of that, they said nothing. That's wild, by the way. Stephen is the resident historian. Can you think of time they've done this in recent memory? Like disabled a hardware feature in currently existing uh, products. I guess did they do it with the iPhone? No, because if you had a force, I th- well, I don't, I, I'm assuming this. If you have a force touch, like if you have an iPhone 10 running on iOS 13, it still uses the force and not long press. Right. I think maybe the Discord can help, but it's definitely super weird. Super yeah, weird. Yeah, it's a strange thing to do. It's a strange thing to do. Uh, up next, preview of fall Apple TV content. Mm-mm. Nothing. No, it's nope. too soon, my friend. And yep. uh, my sixth one, so this was graded incorrectly, but I got it right, actually. Apple will not unveil additional details about the release of the first Apple Silicon Max. You got that right? So I got two out of six. Mike got two out of five. So Mike got more right. Now you see why my idea of the ratio was such a stroke of genius. Yeah, because yeah. you got 33% correct. Exactly. Because of the ratio... It- you lost the flexes. Yeah. You over Well, we don't know what yours are yet. You overflexed, Stephen. You you overflexed. Mm-hmm. I guess so. It was a now, 
Weird flax, not okay in this instance. Weird flax, not okay. So Mm -hmm. total loss. Mm -hmm. Especially that that force touch pick. (laughs) 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 So go down in infamy. Okay, uh, so now we get to my flexes. Number one, the new iPad Air supports the Magic Keyboard. Very surprised. Yes, me too. But uh, as I as I said last week, they want to sell a bunch of this. They expect this iPad Air to do well, so why not make more money? And even yeah, they just made three hundred dollars potentially more. Yeah, and what's even more clever, they didn't have they didn't even have to make a specific version for the iPad Air. You just can use the the version the existing version for the eleven inch iPad Pro. There is no iPad Air Magic Keyboard. It's the same. It's the eleven-inch iPad Pro model that yeah, you can the, use with the, the Air. Yeah, the iPad Air is slightly smaller yep. than the uh, iPad Pro, and it has a slightly smaller screen. But obviously, Apple built it for the dimensions that matter. So, like, uh, you know, like if you looked at the if you put those two devices side by side, I'm sure that the smart connectors would be in a slightly different place, right? Mm-hmm. Or the magnets will be in a slightly different place, so it can still use the case for um, a product that's that's slightly different size. It's interesting. Uh, number two, Apple launches a new subscription service for virtual fitness classes. Introducing Apple Fitness Plus, a new service for Apple Watch designed to inspire you to get fit and stay fit. The entire Fitness Plus experience is powered by the Apple Watch in some really cool ways. Let's take a look at how it works. Apple Watch owners love seeing all of their metrics right from their wrists during a workout. The watch's sensors make it possible to see your heart rate, calories burned, pace, and distance. And that data helps keep you motivated and on track, which is awesome. With Fitness Plus, you simply choose the workout you want to do from the catalog of videos on your iPhone, iPad, or Apple TV. And when you start the video, it automatically starts the correct workout in your Apple Watch workout app. And it sends those metrics in real time right to the screen you're viewing the workout. So you have all of your data on your wrist and on the screen in front of you. And your metrics come to life to keep you motivated. For example, when the trainer reminds you to check your heart rate, your numbers get larger, making it easy to see the details you need. When you're in the middle of a tough interval, you see a countdown timer to motivate you to push through every last second. Your activity rings are also right on the screen. So you can see how your workout is helping you make progress towards closing your rings for the day. And if you happen to close one of your rings in the middle of your workout, you won't miss the celebration. You'll see it in real time right on the screen. When the workout is over, you get a comprehensive summary. And that's Apple Fitness Plus. We sort of knew that it was coming. Uh, I noted how um, it was weird that in the fitness app, there were only two tabs at the bottom. And sure enough, that was to make room for the new tab in the middle of the screen for Fitness Plus, which looks very, very cool. And I actually want to subscribe. It looks really nice. Really good. They have an official Instagram account, and I've started following a bunch of the trainers. I was doing this today. I was like looking this up um, because all of these people are public on Instagram, right? And it um, it actually list they list their their handles, so you can go and look, and you can see like all of these people what they've done before. Like this is a a previous like unApple like thing to do, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. these people are effectively 
I, I guess kind of similar ish to like what the music team does, like the editorial music team. But the difference, I suppose, with the Fitness Plus people is you actually see them, so they can't be that hidden. So it maybe makes more sense for Apple to allow them to be public with, I'm sure, many rules imposed upon them. Uh, don't take what I'm about to say in the wrong way, because of course, you know, we get to know engineers at things like WWDC and sessions, but it's almost like these are the very few people at Apple who are allowed to have a public name in the sense yeah. that, for example, the App Store, right? You open yeah. the App Store, there's so many stories that you can read. And obviously, like, a person wrote those stories, yeah. but you never get to see the byline, which is a shame. Right, but it's like saying about engineers is a good example, right? Like, there are people on Twitter that we know are Apple engineers. They're allowed to say that now, but the code that they write doesn't have their name at the bottom. Nope. Or they, every, every app is not introduced by the person that made it. And nope. I bet that these videos would be like, hey, I'm, you know, Molly or whatever. I could look up someone's yeah, name. Yeah, for sure. close the tab. And so, like, this is much more of that type of model. And I was looking some of these people up. Many of these people were successful, like, influencers in their spaces. So, yeah, I think it's really interesting. Um, So, you can follow the account. You can see everyone. It says what classes they do. Um, I'm really intrigued by this because the implementation of Fitness Plus is a much higher level than I was expecting. Like, they've done a good job. The integration with the watch and, and, like, the different... Uh, things that happen between, for example, the iPad and the Apple Watch, really, really fascinating. Um, number three is marked incorrect. However, I think it's debatable. Apple showcases at least one new feature coming in iOS or iPadOS 14.1. Now, they didn't say 14.1, so I think I'll I'll take it as being marked incorrect. But, I mean, Fitness Plus is launching with 14.1. I think that's pretty much a given. Uh, it's uh, the next major version will well, introduce this. It could be fourteen point something, right? Like that's the problem. It could be point two for all we know. Um, because of that, I will take it as an incorrect pick. But um, uh, I should have said I would have got the point if I if I didn't say the version number, but just say that we'll showcase a feature coming in the next in a future update to iOS fourteen, and that would have gotten me the point. But because of the because I I overstretched because I overflexed saying point one that doesn't get me the point number four at least one segment of the keynote is shot inside apple's own fitness labs we marked this correct but i want to talk about this well we saw the fitness studio but fitness lab is like where they remember that there was that story about like fake sweat and then they dump all the watches in the water well i assume it's the same structure Mm, i don't know i don't think so why would they have workout people in the same building as the engineers, that doesn't seem that doesn't seem right. Well, they do have a separate building for the fitness stuff at Apple Park, and I assume it's all in the same building, both the labs and and the studio. The thing is, it doesn't really make a difference in the scoring of this. So no, I guess does, we can just let doesn't. you have it. it oh, okay. Well, then ring the bell. There you Thank go. you. And lastly, I said number five: iOS fourteen launches in September. What a great day of announcements. We will also be releasing major OS updates tomorrow, beginning with iOS 14, a huge release that transforms the core experience of iPhone with redesigned widgets right on the home screen, a new way to organize your apps with the app library, and a new and even faster way to experience apps the moment you need them with app clips. iPad OS 14 
which lets you do even more with Apple Pencil, provides huge improvements to iPad apps, and takes the iPad experience even further. WatchOS 7 provides a whole new way to discover and share watch faces, a new sleep app, automatic hand washing detection, and provides additional workouts and fitness metrics. And tvOS 14, which makes your big screen experience even better with improved picture-in-picture, -picture, audio sharing with AirPods, Apple Music lyrics, secure camera feeds from HomeKit, and multi-user gaming support. All of these new releases will be available tomorrow. And all of the products we announced today will ship with these OS updates. Oh, little did you know, Federico, how September it would be. I am so sad that I that I got this uh, that I got this wrong, uh, right. Obviously, like I don't know, should we talk about what they've done with this iOS fourteen release date? No, let's uh, talk. We're gonna talk about that in a minute. We will in a minute. Let's wrap up the flexies. So you got eighty percent of yours correct. Big flex. So Stephen, I I do have um, mm -hmm. a charity that I would like you to donate. Money okay. To. So this is a charity that I've personally donated to before. It's an animal rescue and shelter organization. It's called Fur Kids. Um, it's a nonprofit um, organization that's based, I believe, in Georgia, in Atlanta, in the United States. They operate uh, the, and um, I needed to double check. I knew this, but I double checked again. They operate the largest cage-free, no-kill shelter in the Southeast for rescued cats, as that's well cool. as an as well as a no-kill no shelter for dogs. I donated to this organization um, a couple of months ago when Mr. Beast did a video on YouTube. And uh, now I get the, the newsletters from them with the pictures of the, of the rescued cats and dogs. So obviously it's something that I really care about. And I thought uh, that this would be an ideal candidate if I were to uh, win uh, the flexes and ask either of you to donate. So uh, the website is forkids.org. You can go there, check out the photos. Really, really beautiful photos of these rescued cats and dogs. And how much do I owe? It's $100, right? $25 per wrong pick. You got four wrong. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you're going to do a lot of good to a lot of good boys and girls. Yes. PayPal. Oh, he's doing it right now. He's doing it now. Wow. He's doing it right now. He's flexing the flexi. Well, if I don't do it now, if I don't do it now, listeners, we, you know, they wouldn't know that I did it. So I got to, we got to do it on the show. That's true. That's true. Do you want to write so down the rules? Logging into uh, PayPal here. Yeah. You want to add to the rules that it must be paid on air? Yeah. Okay. And also like, uh, just let me say this. If you're, um, uh, if you're a listener and you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh, I should get a dog, please don't buy a dog. Adopt a dog. Um, don't, don't buy dogs. Uh, just there's lots of good, really i mean i am you know i subscribe to the theory that all dogs are good dogs so maybe i'm biased but there's a lot of dogs that are in need of adoption so please don't spend money on a dog just go to a shelter to your local you know local shelter or rescue place and and, and adopt a dog i did adopt two of them uh three years ago best decision of my life so cannot recommend an adoption enough all right my donation is complete and i got my name right so I learned from Casey's That's always mistakes. good. That's always good. Get a name correct during a live donation. It's, uh, it's done. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Stephen. So actually, it, it's nice because we're, something good is actually coming out of all this infighting and <laughs> debates over these this picks. So it, do, it does make me feel better about all the, you know, 
you know, sore losers like Michael, for example. Oh, my um, God. What about the sore winners? <laughs> where, uh, where do they sit in this equation? It makes me feel a lot better about the things that we put our listeners through because something good is coming out of this. Don't you agree? It's like, it's, this is a beautiful thing we've done, right? Oh, no, I, I agreed up until the start part where you started calling me a sore loser because <laughs> I just felt that like, that was unnecessary. Um, you thought I was going to say something nice and then I, I just I thought it was it. just going to be a really good thing and then you ended up using it to take a shot at me, I think, therefore proving the whole point of why it's a good thing because it absolves us of all the bad that we do during these episodes. I've gotten my confirmation email, so it's done. Congratulations to everybody. Thank you. Awesome. Doing good work. This episode of Connected is also brought to you by Riedel. Riedel is a maker of essential productivity apps, and they're always updating and improving their products. Over 150 million people have downloaded their apps. They're a self-funded company with 200 employees, and they started from day one of the App Store, which somehow is 12 years ago. Their apps are adding amazing widgets and support for iOS 14. Let's just talk a little bit about their apps. Uh, Documents is a, is the super app for file action with widgets for files and actions, picture-in-picture support on iPhone, and scribble support on the iPad. Spark is an email client for professionals and their teams with widgets for both email and calendar, the ability to show the most important emails or upcoming events right on your home screen, and uh, here in a couple of days, you'll have the option to set Spark as the default email app in iOS settings, which is a very cool feature of iOS 14. They also make Calendars, a beautiful and intuitive calendar app with widgets for events and tasks, series shortcut support, the option to create events with your voice, and faster search for events. Now, Mike, I believe that you have been a longtime Spark user. Big fan of Spark. Yeah, I've tried out some of the the new features coming in iOS 14, and the widgets are a nice inclusion uh, because you're able to kind of get a glance the emails that you're looking at. Uh, which is useful, right? You want to see what's at the top of your inbox. And you can actually set it. So if you use the smart inbox features, you can you can change it in the customization as to which you want to see in that widget, which is really cool. Uh, but I am a massive fan of Spark's team features. So this is this such, it's, it's so well implemented. So I'm able to share email uh, mostly with Carrie, my uh, sales manager here at Relay FM, And we're able to communicate in line about emails. So like we could both be on an email chain and we want to have a, like a side conversation during their email chain and we can have that conversation in Spark and only the two of us ever see it. It's also super easy for me to share uh, emails, delegate emails. Uh, we can even, if we want to, I, I haven't used this feature, but it is a really powerful feature if you do want it to collaborate real time on, on email drafts as well. So if you work in a team and as part of that team, you deal with email and you're finding yourself constantly talking about emails in other applications like other messaging apps, uh, you should really try out Spark because having all of that in line and keeping all of that history in one place is very, very powerful. Go right now to Riedel.com to check out their impressive collection of essential productivity apps. That's Riedel, R-E-A-D-D-L-E.com. And if you want to check out Spark specifically, you can go to sparkmailapp.com. Our thanks to Riedel for their support of the show and Relay FM. All right, what's going on today? iOS 14 is happening. Is it? It's still not out. Well, it's, it's supposed to be out today. Can you imagine if after all of this, it didn't make it today? Can you imagine that? Like after the the hell that they have put developers through <laughs> over the last 24 hours, if like it somehow like gets a little bit delayed and comes out tomorrow? 
Um, this is a big surprise, right, uh, Federico? I'm sure you were quite surprised. Um, yes, to say the least, you can say that. I was quite surprised. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, um, I sort of uh, started accepting the fact that it was coming out in September a few weeks ago when German tweeted that I, the new version of iOS was still going to launch in September. Uh, you may remember months ago how uh, I was hoping that, that iOS 14 would launch in October just by virtue of a simple calculation that said uh, if WWDC was three weeks later than usual, therefore the new version of iOS must be three weeks later than usual as well. Um, and that calculation was wrong because it was based on the wrong assumption that there's a relationship between the date of the keynote of the WWDC and the release of a new version of iOS. Obviously, uh, this is not the case. And Apple really likes about really likes uh, apparently releasing uh, iOS in mid-September. So good to know for the future. Um, bad for this year, but good to know for for the next few years for sure. I I can't. I really I can't get my head around why they had to do it this way. Like I I, I th- the one day notice like is disrespectful. That's it's too uh, aggressive. It's too much. It's, I, I don't understand why the new watch needs to come out this Friday. I'm sure there are financial reasons for Apple to there's do no, this. There's no good financial reason, Federico. Like, there there really isn't. Like, so, it, you know, it, it this quarter a, is an absolute disaster because there's no iPhones in it. A week's worth of Apple Watch sales would make such a minuscule difference. Like, I, yeah. I, I, I feel like this is purely a case of they were like, this is just what we want to do. Like, I can't, I can't see any other reason for it. Yeah. And it's like, all right, like, you are able to do whatever you want. But, you know, and, and look, the, the reality of it is for developers that submitted their applications last night who went through that amount of work to make sure they got it in, it seems like by and large, most of the developers that I follow had their apps approved in time. Sure. So they will get out. But that's not allowing final testing against the GM. Nope. Which is important. Because um, if it wasn't important, you wouldn't have a GM, right? Like, so I, I just, I can't work out why they did it the way that they did it. The GM could have come out last week. The watch could have come out next week. I don't know why they had to, I, I can't work out looking at what we are able to see, why they needed to to take the route that they've taken um, with this. Uh, the, the iPhone is going to come out so much further after mm-hmm. iOS 14. Mm-hmm. So like even if you said like oh they wanted to keep today iOS 14 release cadence, but that also is related to the iPhone. Like they go hand in hand. Otherwise iOS 14 could come out in like May, like whatever, right? Like it's they go hand in hand for a reason, but they're further apart than they've ever been. So it's like it, I don't understand why they felt the requirement to put it out today. Like I think I said this on upgrade, they could have put it out on Friday even, right? Like, why did it have to come out today? Like, it, this is really this has really rubbed me the wrong way. This thing. You know what I really don't get uh, is a couple of things. First, I think arguably uh, developer relations right now are not in the best place, right? There's a lot of uh, goodwill, you can say, that has been lost 
uh, in the develop between Apple and the developer developer community over the past year, uh, with all the sort of the controversies over in-app purchases and rejection rejections and antitrust and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it it doesn't feel like Apple is in the best position to um, to put extra pressure on developers. As I said, it just feels kind of disrespectful to say, "Oh, the GM is coming out now. Submissions are gonna open in a few hours, and you have until tomorrow to test and finish everything." It's just it just it gives the 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 sense and the vibe that you just don't care yeah. about developers. And that's one thing. And the other thing is um, we uh, we remember last year, right? The mess that the iOS 13 rollout was mm -hmm. with, I believe, uh, eight software updates in just a couple of months. Something ridiculous that was... At some point, there was one update after an, one update after another. Well, the biggest thing, I think, even was that 13... Point oh ran on no existing products. Yeah, there was that. Right? Uh, it was a whole mess, and everybody kept saying, why are you doing this, Apple? You did so well last year with iOS 12. What happened with 13? What, what's this mess? And it got so bad, and I urge you to just Google iOS 13 buggy and see some of the results from last year. Then after a few months, we got the report on Bloomberg saying Apple is changing its testing procedure for making sure that this doesn't happen again, starting with iOS 14. And now, iOS 14 is not the disaster that 13 was, but if you ask me, it's still not good enough. It's not the same quality of iOS 12, for sure. I can say that with confidence. It's not stable, it's not as reliable. Just last night, I needed to reboot my iPad because the Magic Keyboard stopped working. And I still get these random visual glitches with widgets and these random um, lockups on my phone and iPad. Uh, when I, even when I do things like installing apps, my device locks up. Now, I don't understand, if you consider all these things, right, the relationship with developers, the fact that the iPhone is coming out later, the fact that nobody, literally nobody is saying, you have to release the watch this Friday, otherwise I'm done with you as a company. Like, nobody's saying that. What's the pressure? What's the rush? Um, have you learned nothing from last year? <laughs> it's my question to Apple. Um, I don't think, uh, like, besides my personal bias, right, which we're going to talk about in a minute, I guess, but from, uh, and trying to look at this from the outside, I mean, People are already skeptical, right? When a new software update comes out. Now you finally have a chance for the software update to take a little longer so that you can work on more bug fixes, so that you can take a little more time to polish it, to make it stable, to make it faster. And what do you do instead? Not only do you stick to your previous schedule, <laughs> actually a day before, because I believe last year came out on the 17th. So not only do you stick to your schedule, but you also you know, as they say, stick it to developers <laughs> and actually say, well, you have 24 hours. Uh, good luck. I, I, I honestly don't get, it kind of sounds like a joke. It feels like a practical joke 
at this point. This, this does feel like something that John Maltz would have written two days ago. <laughs> yes. Right? Just, <laughs> I honestly don't get it. Like, besides, like, uh, besides my personal issues with this, my personal problems, I, I genuinely don't get it. Nobody, and again, nobody would have complained if iOS 14 was coming out on Friday. If you really wanted to come out earlier, it could have been Friday. But honestly, it could have been... If for some miraculous reason they were shipping an iPhone on Friday, I would let it go. Yeah. Right? I'd be like, look, something's happened. They clearly, you know, their timing's been thrown off. They were worried about it getting out, whatever. It's an iPhone... I get it, right? And then we could have had the like, well, maybe they want to make sure they get it in the financial quarter. It's the iPhone. I could have understood all of that. But to do all of this just to support the new Apple Watches, right? Because that's and mm. because the, the new iPad, the iPad Air, isn't shipping next week. Yeah, well, the boring mm. one is. Oh, you already forgot about yeah, it. Yeah, but like that doesn't need 14, surely. It's running an A12 and there's a iOS 13 running on the A12 architecture. So like I can't it, like so like you did you just you decided to do this just for the app like it's for weird. that's it's the thing weird. you decided to do this obviously in the year where everybody's feeling behind uh, press people like me and especially developers literally everybody feels behind it's been a challenging year for everybody the iPhone you yourself as a company are behind because the iPhone is not coming out and of all things. It's the Apple Watch mm-hmm. that's forcing you to to put this out. An Apple Watch which you chose to release now uh, for no apparent reason other than, I guess, it's ready, why not? And if that's the reason, well, I don't know. It just, it kind of feels like a, like a, really, like a really bad idea uh, considering last year and a really bad gesture toward the developer community who is already kind of um, not, I should say, not ecstatic in your regards. So I wish Apple the best of luck with this release. I don't think iOS 14 GM is in a good place. And I wish all developers, of course, the best with getting, you know, customer support requests and all that. Um, I don't think this will go as badly as 13, but I don't think this will go as well as iOS 12 either. Yeah, I think 14 is in a better shape than 13. Yes. Like, I'm having some small problems, but they're small for me. Uh, you know, everybody's... Uh, it's different for everybody, right? But, like, for me, I'm I'm having some small issues, but, but nothing major. So I, I guess it's just... Personally speaking, of course, I... I think we've been over this for the past month. We've been talking about this for the past month. What happens to my review? Well, what happens is that my review is not ready because I like when I started working on this review earlier in the summer, I thought I was going to have my usual 100 days, right? And uh, I was like, a, just to be completely clear and open about this, I was hoping to release this review in the first week of October because my calculations said... Um, 20 days, three weeks later than usual means you have until the first week of October. Now, uh, obviously, uh, my review is not ready right now. I don't want to wait until the first week of October if possible. But also, in, in talking over this over the past month, I have accepted the fact that like, 
I could rush it, right? I could put out the review if I want it in three days and have a really rushed conclusion, no editing, and just a bunch of screenshots. I could do that, but that would suck and it wouldn't be my review. It would be the review that I was working on that somebody forced me to publish. But the reality is nobody is forcing me to publish this until it's ready. And so I will try my best to... Um, make it as special as possible, right? Because I feel like, to an extent, I can check the feeling that I'm letting people down and not having the review out today, right? As much as I'm trying to feel positive and understand that this is the best outcome for me, I still feel, I still feel like I'm letting some people down by not giving them something to read today. And I know that people can wait, and I know I've been getting so many nice messages and I really do appreciate them. But there's a part of me that feels like that. But there's a bigger part of me that also tells me, like, maybe the more um, rational part of me that's telling me it wouldn't be your review if it wasn't as polished as you would like it to be. And I think I'm fortunate enough to have readers who also feel that way. At least I want to believe so. Um, so what we're doing right now is you may have seen a story, for example, today on Mac Stories about app clips that was meant to be part of the review. It's not anymore, because I thought I need to cut at least one section from this story. And I decided this last week, actually, before I even knew that iOS 14 was launching today. And it made sense to cut a feature that was mostly about third-party apps, so that I could entirely concentrate on first-party built-in Apple stuff. Um, so that uh, has relieved me of a lot of pressure to test app clips from third parties and to write about the feature. But otherwise... I am on a tighter schedule <laughs> that I that I that I hoped, and uh, we're working with Ryan for the edits, and with Brian for the graphics and the animations and all the things that make the review special, trying to be as fast as we can. But I'm still writing myself. I'm not done, and I'm writing during the day. Editing at night uh, until like 4 a.m., 5 a.m., stuff like that. And I'm, um, you know, trying to get a, a, a moderate amount of sleep. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, but ba the basic gist of it is that I, I, wouldn't, I, I wouldn't be able to, to, to live with the idea that I rushed this thing. I didn't edit it at all. I didn't put all the Easter eggs and the little touches that I like in my screenshots. So the review will come out later, not today, not next, not next week. I don't think so. Um, it will come out ideally this month, and uh, I will do my best to 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 give it, you know, all those details and extras and and perks for club members, of course, and the making of the behind the scenes, the ebook, all those things, and even more. Um, you can expect, and because of the extra time, I can actually do something that I haven't done, which we discussed a while back, but I don't want to confirm right now, but I think I can do a little, uh, some new extras around it. So uh, obviously that, it also means that there's going to be changes in, in the overall tone of the review, right? Uh, even the simple things like sentences where, where, where I say, uh, iOS launching today, it's, well, it's, it's not written from that perspective anymore. Mm. It has to be written from the perspective of something that has already happened, right? And also, I have to ask myself, what's the value of 
um, covering all the all of these third-party examples. If it's gonna be a couple of weeks where people have already used third-party apps for a couple of weeks, so do you um, need more? Do you need less? Do I need more? Do I need less? Yeah, do I need I to know. focus on the technical aspect of them? So, like you may have seen the widget, you may have seen this shortcut, but do you know why it's actually designed or built that way? So maybe that's my angle, right? Because I know I've been talking to developers, I know why certain things have been built in a certain way. Um, so that this later release does change my plans a little from that sort of a purely editorial perspective, but not so much that I'm like, oh no, I need to change the whole thing. It's not like that. And then the review, I mean, it's possible that fewer people will pay attention to it when it's out, right? Because they'll be like, oh yeah, iOS 14, it's old news, who cares? But because it's, uh, you know, it's got that, that, it's my review. It's my thoughts and my opinions and uh, all the details that I care about. So hopefully there's going to be people who care about that unique... You know, it's not a guide. It's not a walkthrough. It's, it's got opinion on it. L- lots of opinions, actually, on, in it. So um, I don't... To sum up, I there's a part of me that feels bad, but there's a bigger part of me that feels uh, kind of okay with this. There, because I know that there's nothing else I could have done to prevent this because I'm a single guy fighting against a one or two trillion dollar corporation who woke up one morning and decided that this was going to be the iOS 14 release date. <laughs> uh, so I, there's nothing else I could have done. I don't want to kill myself over this uh, and it'll come out when it's ready. Let, let me ask you something and you may not be able to answer this until you're you're done with it, but it's listening to you talk about, you know, maybe your your approach this time is you've seen this, you've played with it, here are all the, the details that you may not know, or we can go deeper than what you may have discovered on your own. Like, I find that to be a really compelling way to read a review when not mm-hmm. just, uh, when it's not just theoretical, like once I've spent some time with it and see what other people think about it. I mean, do you, th- do you foresee a world where either you publish the review later than the release date in the future or have some sort of uh, follow-up that really focuses around, okay, now that some apps are out, now that some features are out, let's revisit some of them? Because I think that is an interesting angle to coverage that we don't see very often. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to see how this goes, right? I want to see how this review is received later than usual this time uh, because I'm because I'm of external uh, forces, but I want to see if maybe it could be something that I do intentionally in the next few years. Knowing myself, I don't think so. I think I will, like 2021, knowing that iOS is always going to launch in mid-September, I think I will adjust accordingly because all, this whole mess, right, was caused by two reasons. One of them, just having less time, <laughs> which is the primary reason, like uh, Apple may have worked uh, may have started working on iOS 14, you know, 20 days before, but I didn't. I didn't have those extra days. I, I, I was able to start testing this in late June. Um, so I objectively, I had less time than before. And also, I based my work on the wrong assumption. So that's why this, this thing is late. Uh, but in the future, I think, even if I go back, to publishing on on day one, 
I think it is actually something that I want to do. The the proper follow up, um, like a month later, um, it's something that it's something that that it's tricky to do, right? Because how do you follow up on something with just a, just rehashing, right? Um, the thing you already wrote. How can you make it interesting? How can you make it fascinating? Um, maybe what something that I could consider is doing sort of like a like a mini review, like another in-depth look at the at the first point one major update, because that usually coincides with new iPhones and new hardware, and it's something that I've never done. Last year was an anomaly because in my review I covered thirteen point one in addition to to thirteen because 13.1 was already out as a beta. Uh, but in the future, maybe that's something that I can do. I can have my review on day one, and then I can have a sort of like a mini review a month or two months later when point one drops. Right. Yeah, what what you want to do is give yourself more work around this time of year. There you go. I know, but the thing is, like, as much as I complain about this, I'm still lucky that this is my job, right? There's there's far worse yeah, yeah, I know, occupations I know. in the world. Um, so but there is it also is a, a limited amount of time that you are able to give purely based on the fact that you lock yourself away for the best part of three months producing this thing. So I don't know. I, I see what you're saying, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't suggest that you commit to uh, anything based on 2020. Yeah, exactly. Like I don't, it's an interesting idea, but I don't want to. I I don't know what to think. I I mean, this thing isn't even finished, right? So, um, like, it's obviously not an ideal situation, and I, I I've felt bad about it for the past month, and then it was just in the past week where I started, you know, having the sense that this was actually happening soon. Um, that I sort of just accepted it, and now I, now I think I'm mostly fine. In a way, I kind of feel better yeah. that this has happened now instead of next week, for example. The 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 concern is gone. But even if it was next week, if Apple said iOS 14 is coming out next week, what would have happened there is I would have rushed, yeah, and I wouldn't have lived the following week very well. Instead, now this is out. A lot of people are upset about it, and I am too, but it's also like it freed me from that burden of, oh, the next week I'm going to work like 20-hour days. Instead, I can just take my time without killing myself over this. Um, so in a way, it's actually for the best. I think that does it. Mm-hmm. If you want to find links to the stuff we spoke about, you can head on over to relay.fm slash connected slash 312. While you're there, there's some fun activities you can take part in. You can send us an email with feedback or follow-up. You can become a member and get Connected Pro, which is a longer ad-free version of the show each and every week. You can find us all on Twitter. Mike is I-M-Y-K-E. Mike is the host of a bunch of podcasts. Mike... Name a podcast that you're not on that's not on Relay. My brother, my, no, I feel like I said that one. No, right. you did that last that time. Last week. Uh, uh, Max Stories Unwind. 
Wow, thank you. Federico is on Twitter at Vitici, V-I-T-I-C-C-I. He is the editor-in-chief of MacStories.net. I've been asking questions so everybody can get to know Federico a little better, mm. you know, now eight <laughs> years into this being a show. <laughs> it's yes. time we got to know him. Uh, Federico, what was your first concert you attended? Um, so, uh, a concert of a, a single band, not like a festival type of thing? Yeah, let's go single band. Uh, single about Oasis in 2005. All right. That's very yeah. on brand. Yeah, in Milan with uh, with my best friend from high school and my mom who was kind enough to accompany <laughs> us there, but she didn't come to the to the to the show. You can find me on Twitter as ISMH and my writing over at 512pixels.net. I'd like to remind you that this Friday, Friday, September 18th from 2 to 8 p.m., we'll be hosting the second annual podcastathon at twitch.tv slash RelayFM, raising money for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Hope to see everybody there. I'd like to thank our sponsors for this episode, Smile, ExpressVPN, and Riedel. And until next time, guys, say goodbye. Arrivederci. Cheerio. Bye, y'all.